Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury. Hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both of our partners are quadriplegics. And after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspectives. Us each week as we tackle deep discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wags of SCI podcast with your hosts and fellow quad wives, Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. So for today's topic, Brooke and I are going to pull up some really great comments from the private discussion group around what do the WEGS of SCI do when they wear all of the hats in the house with repairs, the cooking, cleaning, um, basically any sort of handyman tasks and what what does everybody do because you only have so many arms and you only have so many hours in a day so we want to banter back and forth around how and what to do to basically save your sanity and prevent your household from bickering (laughs) so hang tight for that topic coming up yeah for sure i i'm really really excited about talking about this because we know firsthand how it is um when you get overwhelmed it's usually not about your partner's care and what he needs it's usually about the other stuff all the other stuff that needs to get done around the house that you know you just don't have the help with anymore and that can be just a huge cause of stress for women in our community so we wanted to to discuss this and get into this um, along with some other comments but firstly we just wanted to shout out to Robin Wishart at Wishart Brain and Spine Law for sponsoring this podcast if you need any sort of assistance or advocacy with your case your insurance paperwork your benefits if you want Robin to look over your case or direct you to some resources in your area please contact Robin you can go to wagsofsci.com and click on the legal resources tab to learn more about our partnership and what she's doing for us specifically. Or you can go to brainandspinelaw.com and contact Robin and tell her that the Wags of SCI sent you. Secondly, we wanted to give a shout out to Anna Lisa and John Squires of Rolling in Paradise. If you need any sort of adapted equipment, why not help a quad wife and her quadriplegic partner with their business? Um, these two really, really know what they're doing. They've been around, I mean, Annalise has been a quad wife for over 20 years. Her partner's been injured for over 30. And they are the one of the leading providers in the community for adapted equipment. So if you need anything from hand cycles to any sort of adapted add-on for leisure or equipment or resources in your area, please visit rollinginparadise.com and support a WAG-owned business. This is something that we're really passionate about here at WAGs of SCI. We want to highlight these businesses and just show how they give back to the community. 
they are VA approved and they actually understand your life. Unlike a lot of other vendors out there who really don't understand what it's like to be disabled or to be a caregiver. So please contact Annalisa and John rollinginparadise.com and tell them that Broken Elena from WAGS sent you. Yes, 100%. So before we start our podcast episode, we also have a very special announcement that we have been holding off from sharing with our WAGS of SEI community. And that is that Brooke and I have been invited to be the um, it's American Congress of Rehabilitation Medicine. It's a conference, a, a huge symposium that is taking place at the end of October, beginning of November in Atlanta, Georgia. And we have been invited to be um, some of the guest speakers to share the mission of WAGS of SEI why we began WAGS of SEI, who are the WAGS of SEI, why it's important to advocate for caregivers and for couples who obviously need rehabilitation medicine. This is an incredible opportunity. We are beyond honored and grateful to be able to show up and present and share our messaging. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I think the theme this year of the conference, the 2023 conference, is um, technology is uh, is progress and technology and new rehabilitation technology. So it's going to be really cool to mingle with some of the leaders in that area of rehabilitation medicine. So we're going to learn a lot as well. Um, I'm really, really excited because like not only do we get to travel there, we also get a 70 minute speech, which is <laughs> insane. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I mean, we like to talk, so... It's not going to be as hard as I think, but it's going to be in front of, you know, a couple thousand people, um, which is going to be, you know, different for us. I mean, we've done speeches before, but this is a very long speech. And we're actually going to be talking about some of the research that we are doing with the Kessler Foundation at the moment, kind of behind the scenes, uh, caregivers research and why it's important for all of these tech rehab companies and all of these, you know, hospital foundations that are exhibiting there. And, you know, people like uh, companies like Neuralink are going to be there. Why is it important to factor in caregivers into your marketing plans, into your, you know, business plans? Why is it important? Why should you care about WAGS of SCI? And we're going to actually tell these businesses what's up and why caregivers are, I would argue, the most important um, people to cater your messaging to and to design your products around because we are the ones that do the majority of the purchasing in the household. And that's that's a proven statistic. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. So the conference is widely recognized um, as the premier interdisciplinary conference for rehab research. Basically, it means that this event will be in person and you're able to have a great opportunity to network, like Brooke was saying, and to meet some really cool individuals. Um, So if you are in the Atlanta area... Um, end of October, you might actually see us out and about. We'll yeah. be there for a couple of days and we're really just really, really pumped about that. So again, extremely honored and grateful for the opportunity. For sure. And you know what I also think is really cool is, you know, being the 
person that is obsessed with food like I am, I went to go research restaurants for Elena and I to go to while we're we're there because that's very important, right? Like <laughs> we need we need really good food. Anyway, so I was Girls doing gotta eat. Yeah, yeah. But I was doing some Googling about like really hot restaurants in the Atlanta area and one of them came up that was actually a French slash Russian fusion restaurant. And I was like, oh my God, this is meant to be. My background is French. Elena's background is Russian. That's insane. And it turns out that it was actually on, on the top floor of our hotel. <laughs> so cool. I love when those like synchronicities happen. We are just like, oh my God. So we're going to be going there and dining on Russian French food, whatever that is going to look like. I was like. going to say, what does that even look like? Baguette <laughs> with some pierogies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll be great. Oh, Russian sausage and a croissant. Yes. Well, we know that there's a lot of um, women in the Atlanta area. So please, um, you know, let your rehab centers know about this. If They're probably going already, but because uh, this is a huge conference. So if you would like to be a guest or if you're a student, you can uh, sign up on their website. And there's a lot of information too. I think it's conference.acrm.org. <clears throat> you can find all the information there. Yeah. Awesome. So that is the big announcement. We are, I mean, to be quite honest, I think it's, we were, I mean, we were shocked to even have the invitation because once again, all the work that Brooke and I do for this group, it's very grassroots. Like we have, we began this group after seeing the very minimal resources that were available to, to spouses that are taking care of their partners after SCI. And we don't have a great big foundation that's backing us up so all the work that you've seen done here is done just but really by the two of us we have some really incredible moderators on the private group we've got alice we have heidi and ashley and they do all the moderating there but you know with without the support of our incredible community and without the need for this group we wouldn't really exist so again it's very humbling and it's just a really it's just a really nice message to know that you women and your stories are valid. They matter and we see you. So thank you for being here. Yeah. And it like, I second that I was kind of shocked, but then I also, after I was like, I was shocked at first, but then I was like, you know what? It's been years of us fighting for caregivers and, you know, all the big foundations know about us. Like we've been invited to talk on Washington Post multiple times. We've had articles written about us. We've been in People magazine. Like we've done a lot of that. And so now to be included in something like this that's in our community is huge because you want, that's one of the reasons we started is because we weren't included at all in the old school spinal cord injury world. You know, caregivers weren't really a part of it partners weren't really a part of it. So we're really, really excited to do that. Yeah, 100%. So back to our topic of the day. Let's give a little bit of a background story about how did we come up with this topic? Um, Brooke and Evan have just returned from Italy to having a home renovation that has been completed. You guys are just doing the last few um you know, bits and ends to complete your home renovation, but you're basically, you moved out, right? You've moved out for three months plus some, and now you're moving back into your house. And like everybody knows, moving in general is 
pretty high stress. It's one of those things that is at the top of the list for stressful, <clears throat> busy times of your life. It, it, you know, with the packing, the cleaning, the folding, the putting away the physical labor of doing everything while still taking care of your partner, it can be a lot. And for Dan and I, um, we are consistently packing up boxes, giving things away to thrift. Um, my, mo- my mother passed away in April, so there were still boxes in our spare room of things that I, I've was very shocked to open these boxes and see photos, multiple photo albums of of photos of people that I've never even met. So, you know, that kind of organizing can take a bit of, it's a lot of stress because it's always there and it's always in the back of your mind until you just deal with it. You just do it. Or for example, we had three closet doors randomly unhinge various times and a closet door fell out of the wall completely so things like this so these kinds of tasks can take a toll on you especially if you can't get to them and they're always sort of like lingering so Brooke and I were having a conversation about what do you do even for the cleaning the cooking the laundry the everything when your partner is unable to contribute because of their physical limitations or um, if you if your partner is a high level quadriplegic um, and really just cannot physically do any of that, right? It's already hard enough to get close enough to, let's say the the washing machine to put laundry into the into the washer with your wheelchair. So everything just takes a bit longer. So we had a really great thread. A lot of women came up came out and said that one of the best decisions they've ever made was hire a cleaning service. And now that you and I are talking about this, Brooke, you said that you guys are about to do this exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I think now that we have like a more accessible space and more room and just newer, newer design things, we want to keep it looking spick and span. And I do, you know, our apartment is quite small. Um, But that being said, like I do, how I clean is like I do like little areas at a time to avoid the overwhelm. So like whenever I have a chance, I will clean this cabinet or that corner of the room or I divide it up into like quadrants. I never do a full clean ever. It's always, you know, this room, this room, this room on multiple days just to avoid being stressed out. Because I know what that feels like when you're just like, oh, my God, I have so much stuff that I have to do. And it just, it's too much for my brain to pile all that on and say, I have to clean the whole house at once. No, I would never be able to do that. So um, we are giving ourselves the luxury of having a cleaner come in once a month. We're going to see how that goes. Um, I think it's going to make a big difference for the deep cleaning aspect. You know, the stuff that I wouldn't think about, I'm not a professional cleaner. I just do my best, right? So I'm hoping they'll get the areas that I forget a lot of the time. But you guys are doing that too, right? Yes, we are. Um I mean, that's just it. The deep cleaning stuff, it's you just sometimes you just want to come home to a really clean house, right? You don't want to come home after For sure. putting in a shift to do another shift at home and you don't want you know, yeah. moving furniture, cleaning under couches, under beds. There's, you know, just that these very mundane tasks that can very quickly become very overwhelming and it can be a lot um especially and let's you- face it we literally avoid doing those things a lot of the time like I don't clean under my couch maybe what like I'll do it once every couple months and I should do it way more than that you know right and every time you move the couch you probably find like a whole 
other dog under there. Hairballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the best way to keep our relationships from becoming overwhelming um, in terms of communication, like for Dan and I, we have been really going at it at each other's throats about some things at our house simply because he's not able to help. And I just don't have the time to do everything. Um, so I think we're going to do it. We're going to try to find somebody who can use the cleaners that we like to, to have in our home. So chemical free, um, specific cleaners. And just like you said, see how that goes. And the same thing goes for, for what were you saying about the laundry earlier? You know, Brooke, what was your tidbit about the laundry? Oh, well, okay. So a few years ago, I went through a burst of overwhelm um, and I, everything was just adding up to levels that I knew wasn't sustainable. And I decided to kind of reevaluate everything. And I said, you know what? I was at the point where I was so desperate that I was just like, you know, I can't physically do everything myself anymore because burnout is real. We always talk about it on the podcast. We always talk about it in the group, but people don't take it seriously until they hit their breaking point. Um, and for me, that was, I remember being so stressed out about laundry because it kept piling up. It kept piling up and it kept, you know, it was just in my face all the time. And we don't have in-suite laundry. I have to take it down to the commercial laundry in our basement of our building and it just, it takes a lot of time. You got to be at home. You got to go down and check on it. You got to switch it over. Like it's, it's something that people take for granted, but when you're a caregiver and you have a bunch of other stuff you have to do for someone else, um, it's a big, big deal. And so I basically was like, you know what, I'm going to, I looked into laundry pickup and delivery. I signed up for that. And then there's also a laundromat a few blocks away from us that does laundry and folds it for you. And I said, you know what, if I have to drop off a bag of laundry, I have to drop off a bag of laundry. It cost me $13 for one load versus a dollar. That is the price I'm willing to pay. I don't care. I'm like at the point where I'm yeah. like, you know, this is something that is for your mental health as well as your physical health. I can take that two hours that I would spend up on that one day doing laundry and free it up to have some relaxation. It's all about prioritizing, right? And so I get kind of frustrated with with um, some women that we talk to who just, they constantly make excuses as to why they don't have time. And it's like, you know what? You'll get to the point where you're so desperate that you will spend that extra $13 to give yourself that mental health break and it'll make a huge difference. I remember during the pandemic, we signed up for laundry pickup and delivery. And I think we only literally did it once, once or twice, but just to feel the feeling of how that feels when someone comes and takes your laundry and drops it off afterwards, like that relief is what I needed. And people don't realize those little tasks that you can, you know, outsource, the money will come to you. Like if it's important to your, I'm a firm believer in like, if it's important to your well being and it's something that you really need the the means will come to you through an unexpected way or something will free up or you'll receive money from somewhere. It's just the way that things have always worked for us in the past. And I really believe in that. And so I'm just like, you know what? This can't be a budget thing. This is a mental health thing. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or specifically also like when things break in the house, it can be so frustrating and it's like, 
I mean, I'm speaking from experience right now. We don't have a door on our pantry. And every time I walk past the pantry, even though it's very nicely organized, thanks to Dan's mom for coming out a couple of weeks ago and doing that. Um, it's it's still, it's just that one thing where why the hell do we not have a door on the pantry? Like, come on. So, yeah. and I know it's one of those things that I'm just going to have to hire somebody to come in and just do, right? Well, and here's my, so we have a guy in our building that he owns three units in the building um, and he's Mr. Handyman. He's a ticketed carpenter, but he doesn't work in carpentry anymore. He works in engineering, but he has a lot of time off and he dedicates a lot of that time off to helping the building. And now he's helping Evan a lot. And he was here while we were away when we were doing the renovation, he was kind of our eyes and ears on the ground. Um, and he helped tremendously. Like he did little things like reinstall the curtain rod with proper hardware so that I can move it around. Um, you know, hang stuff in the bathroom so that it's actually flush with the wall, go in and redo certain things that I would never know. Like he installed a flush mount light in our ceiling. He installed a, um, a fire, not a fire extinguisher. What are those things? A fire alarm in our bedroom. These things that I would have never thought of. He went into our window and he installed something to make the window open smoother and lock properly. Like these are all the things that like, I just, I was thinking the other day and I said this to him, I'm like, I really, really wish that I had these skills. Like I really wish that I felt confident enough to be able to do this kind of stuff because this, I said, Brad, if the end of the world happens tomorrow, or in a month or in a year, you're going to be the one that's the most valuable. Like, seriously, you're going to be the one that everyone wants to bunker down with because he's so handy. And I'm just like, oh, you know, who's really handy that everyone needs to follow out there. Who's interested in um, accessible home and home improvement. It's Leanne Lavender. I think her Instagram is at Leanne or at Lavender Longshot. Lavender's Longshot. You can search Leanne Lavender, but she does a lot of this stuff herself. She's really passionate about it and gardening and stuff. And it's like, I just, I feel like there should be some sort of like a handy woman or a handy wag course um, where women can learn how to do this hands-on stuff that is so simple. Like I literally was watching him do some of this stuff and I'm like, okay, I could do this if I just knew how to start, you know? That's the hard part is you don't know where to start. It's overwhelming. You walk into Home Depot, the DIY, you're like, ah. Well, yes. And it takes a lot of time too. like, I noticed that when Dan's parents come to our place, his dad will will fix a lot of the things around our house, like helped us hang the TV with like a proper like TV mount. Um, Just things like that. Um, All sorts of things, not just I mean, I can't even like begin to tell you how much work they've done. They've helped us like do work in our yard, you know, there's just so much hang curtain. Like you said, hang the curtain rods properly. If I hang them, one side is going to be higher than the other side. But it's also like going into, um, when you're going into places like Home Hardware or Home Depot, it takes a lot of time driving, parking, getting there, looking for whatever you're looking for. Then you get like sidetracked and buy something else. Then you have to come home. And I find by the time I get home, I'm too tired to do the project already because it's like, a few day, a few step process, go buy whatever you need, then come home, then I'll kick around the house for a bit, like all the hardware will kick around the house for a bit, then maybe the next couple of days, I'll get to it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, uh, why not let somebody who really 
loves to do this kind of stuff, just do it for you and offload those tasks. So that's kind of, that's kind of the goal for us is getting ourselves sorted. I feel like is the theme of the month, um, both physically and within the house and declutter, make your space really nice. So you actually did a post on the Facebook private group about this, and um, we asked some of our followers to kind of share their experiences and stories based on your personal post. Um, And so we wanted to read a few anonymously. So to get to some of the responses, um, the the share that I posted was basically looking to open up the conversation about cleaning services. And if you have any extra help um, within your home to help, I know I've had a few meltdowns while trying to repair things at home. Most, most recently was the door that I just shared with you that how it fell off. And I said, do you have a good system in place? And some of the responses were my husband found someone to come clean the house every other week. Last year, after he ran into me, a fluke accident, and I broke my elbow, he found someone to mow the grass. Fortunately, we're financially able to. As far as handyman services, sometimes our kids help, or we figure it out ourselves. Another woman wrote saying that they are on workers' compensation, which allows them to have a caregiver in the home for up to eight hours a day at no cost to them. And she she mentions that they just put lighthouse housekeeping in his plan. Um, another woman wrote, no, but we desperately need one. So I'm in the same boat. We desperately need someone to help with these things. I'm taking a course over summer. Dan is now working. We have a big pupper, Watson, who has little fluffies all over the hallway and under the couch. And even though he is a poodle, Australian Shepherd Poodle, he is a shedding poodle, shedding doodle. So, I mean, when you have pets in the home, that's a whole other story anyways. It's going to happen. You're going to need to do more cleaning than than usual. Um, there were a couple of responses that I really liked where some, of, some women truly are passionate about doing these projects and enjoy doing those projects and they'll do them themselves. Um, another woman says, we have a cleaning lady coming come into the home every two weeks. I have learned to do a lot of the little jobs myself, or if we can't figure it out, we hire somebody else. So the theme across the board is exactly that. Um, Another piece of advice here was hire the cleaning crew. Mine comes every three weeks and it's my favorite day of the month. It is so worth it. I haven't done this yet, but I'm considering hiring someone to come to the house Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays afternoons for a few hours to help with kitchen cleanup, light housework and potentially meal prep for dinner that I would cook. I work full time at home and it's been hard keeping up with with the kitchen. We eat very healthy. So a clean kitchen is very important to me to stay on track. It just can be a lot. I've also limited my weekend chores. It's three loads of laundry, clothes, sheets and towels meal planning and grocery shopping for the week. I've done this so I can actually enjoy my weekend and we can go out and do fun things. This is why hiring a cleaning crew is essential. I've also come to real to the realization that all our shipments are going to pile up in a room until I get to them. Dinner dishes will be in the sink when I wake up in the morning. Spending time with family and friends on the weekend is more important than anything that needs to be done at the house. Yard work is done by his friends. 
I'll cut the backyard. <clears throat> I'll cut the backyard from time to time, but that's his domain and he helps. So I let him, so I let him run it. I do recognize that we're probably very blessed with family and friends nearby to help from time to time as well. And that is a big one. If you have friends and family that you are able to offload these tasks to, just do it, right? And a lot of the time, our friends and family truly want to help. If you ask them to help, they will most likely say, yeah, of course, not a problem. Even neighbors. I know we also live in an apartment on the ground floor, and a lot of our neighbors can be particularly very generous with their time and helpful and vice versa. When you're a good neighbor, you can help them out too, right? Or buy them a nice bottle of wine. And it's just so important to have these people in your repertoire and be able to access them when you do need them. Um, we had another woman say, my husband thankfully hires our honeyman handyman or pays his brother to do any of the handyman tasks i will take out the trash put it in the garbage bin in our garage on sunday nights he drags the garbage bin to the end of the driveway with his quad tool reacher but that's about as handy as it gets and my husband gets to feel like a man and he's ex expressed to me that he likes taking the initiative so that i can take care of myself and not have to do all of the tasks and i like to feel <laughs> this is cute plus i'm usually busy with our new baby taking care of and playing with our other kids helping him sometimes homeschooling cooking cleaning the house putting on makeup dressing up etc so there you go i guess there are some blue jobs and some pink jobs and whatever works for you to keep a balanced happy healthy relationship i think is the best way to go and we are definitely feeling that right now um, another woman says that we have a cleaning lady come with her crew twice a week and it's, and it's still messy because nobody likes to pick up after themselves. And I mean, that happens when you have kids, you know, um, it's a lot when you have pets, you have kids, you have a big yard, a lot can happen there. So do yourself a favor, keep your sanity Hold together, hire somebody, try to offload the tasks. If you are listening to this episode right now and you need some sort of uh, financial assistance with hiring a cleaning service, that is something that the WAGS of SEI Fund can definitely help you with. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you're at that place in your life where you're like, man, I just need a little bit of a break here. Please reach out to us and we will do our very best to help in any way that we can. So when you're reading those um, testimonials and you guys, listeners are going to, I'm going to have to apologize. We have a handyman here right now, actually, and it's quite loud <laughs> in the background. So Wags of SCI real life. Yay. Um, so excuse the racket. Um, he's helping my husband install some stuff. So we'll see how this turns out. But what I was going to say is I was listening to you um, talking, you know, reading out the, the uh, comments from the Facebook group. And I just, I literally like was taken aback for a second. I was just like, oh my God, you, you mentioned, um, there, there was one comment about insurance and we were talking about, you know, insurance. And there was one wag that said that she receives $9 every two weeks that insurance has allocated for cleaners or helpers to clean. Um, and I just thought for a second, oh my God, the stuff that WAGs of SCI and caregivers are expected to do, like 
I, I don't know why it just slapped me in the face. Like I was just like, oh my God, like the responsibilities that we have as caregivers and we're still able to maintain our home at a reasonable level, some at a high level. Um, and also the care of our partners. Like, I'm sorry, but the amount of work that we have to do, um, I think we should all just pause for a second and realize the amount of work that the system expects us to be able to handle as a one woman show is insane to me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just had this weird flush of like, oh my God, like we really are on our own in so many ways. Well, and I think I can't help but think about parents as well, right? When you have children um, and just the amount of work it is to take care of your children while still putting food on your table while still maintaining a home is it's it's a lot, right? It's a lot. And people do become burned out because you don't you you start to sacrifice the time for yourself for the things that you need for your physical, emotional, mental health um, with just daily tasks. And it it can be you're right, it can be a lot. And I mean, the government does compensate parents, right, with a little bit of money for having children. But in a lot of the cases in our community, there is no compensation. But it also doesn't show up on your resume. So a lot of the the work that the caregivers in our community are doing, it's just not, you can't track it. It's not something that you get, you know, you put in five years of experience and you get an upgrade or a raise or a better position. It's, you know, once you stop being a caregiver, it's not something that is really recognized by anybody. And this is a topic we, we have brought up a few times. Like, for example, we've seen women that have been caregivers um, go through even separation. And then once they leave their husband, after years and years of work, of caring for their husband, let's say they go through a separation, now you're left with no experience. So when you're going out to get a job, you're starting from scratch. And that is the reality for a lot of women in our community. Yeah. And also think about how much we undervalue our skills as well. Like society doesn't really value our skills, even though the reality is they're so dependent on caregivers. Our society would crumble without caregivers. Right. And then think about how much we tell ourselves we're not important because society tells us that our skills aren't valued, even though they are. It's like a weird contradiction. Think about how much we beat up on ourselves and say, oh, I've spent, you know, 10 years being a caregiver and I don't really have anything to my name. But it's also weird in that it's not actually true. I was thinking about what we were talking about earlier about how, you know, the handyman, how I said, you know, if the end of the world comes, you're going to be the guy that everyone goes to. I also think that about caregivers. I think that it's those more primal, basic instinct positions that help sustain life and look after life that are going to be the most important skills if something like that ever you know, does happen when push comes to shove. These are, these are actual real important skills. And I know Western society doesn't place importance on that, but it doesn't mean it's not important. Right. Well, and there are a lot of other skills. There are a lot of other skills that are developed from taking care of another human being. Um, Your response time to emergency situations, let's say you, you know, we always say that it's, it's really hard being on high alert all the time when you are waking up during the night and you're needing to turn your partner or something fall falls off the bed 
and you need to pick it up and get it for your partner or you know, they need water or whatever, whatever it is. There are so many other skill sets that you actually gain from being more aware of life around you, situations around you. And even though these skills might not be recognized, it's like you said, end of the world comes, you, you have developed these, (laughs) these things, you have developed survival, you know, I mean, you might not know how to make a fire out of tree moss but you know what I mean like there are other skills and I think we have to keep that in mind yeah for sure and also you know how you're speaking about earlier how women stop being you know primary caregivers their husband gets some supports elsewhere or they're not needed as much and they go back to work or they you know they get a new job or a new career later on down the road after their partner's injury and all these women are like oh you know this skill set isn't transferable but I would argue that like for a a progressive employer to look at your resume and see that you've been a caregiver administering high level medical skills and healthcare skills to your partner free of charge without payment. It, there's something about that that really develops your, your patience and your humility and your ability to, like you were talking about earlier, deal with stressful situations. It says a lot about your character. And I think that is almost more important than hands-on skills per se that are Mm -hmm. specific to a job. If you see someone that has this stick-to-itiveness that is able to do that for years on end, I think that is something that not everybody can do or is willing to do. And that's huge and very important. Yeah, absolutely. You know what just came to mind? Yesterday I was uh, on my phone and I was sending Brooke a new meme account, a bunch of memes Bible memes, Christian memes about, about, and one of the memes they were worshiping, they were singing Christian songs and, and, you know, dancing, singing, whatnot. And, and out of nowhere, the fake tree shrub fell on top of the, on top of the drummer. And in the meme, in the little video, the fake tree shrub falls on top of the drummer and nobody bats an eye. Nobody responds. Nobody gets up to help this guy. And I couldn't help, but I was laughing so hard. I was crying because I was like, how is this happening? First of all, poor guy is being attacked by the tree and everybody is just still worshiping and singing along. But I sort of thought from the caregiver perspective, I thought, why is what's happening to everybody's reaction time. Nobody is standing up to, to try to save this guy from, you know, a situation that's like affecting him right now. And I, and I sort of couldn't help, but wonder this would never happen in the wags of SEI community. They would, they would get <laughs> it's up. It's true. And they would respond right away. They would stop the whole choir and they would go and help this guy. <laughs> so, you know, and so, I mean, our lived experiences give us really unique perspectives and that's just a funny story, but it gives us really unique perspectives in everything we do in our lives. So we see you. If you are a caregiver, we see you, we hear you, and we're forever going to continue advocating for the caregivers, not only in our community, but in all caregiving communities across the board. And that is why we are incredibly proud and honored to be going to the ACRM conference, which will be happening. I think actually, I think that we will be presenting on Halloween, the actual day of Halloween. So that, you know, 
that is just going to be really, really cool to be able to share some of the stories that we will be posting. I'm sure we'll be posting all over our social media to also be able to give you guys the inside scoop of what these kind of conferences and symposiums look like and who can be there and how they can help you and your partner. For sure. And on closing, we would like to give you guys something to think about in yourselves. If you are a caregiver or if you support your partner in any way and you're feeling overwhelmed with the amount of tasks that you have to accomplish, you know, we all have been there. We all still are there at many occasions. Just think about what you contribute to your family and think about the reality of the situation. The reality is, is that if you weren't there, things would be a lot different and they wouldn't be as smooth as they are. Um, Your family and your home would not be the way that it is. Um, You provide a great deal, even in your states of overwhelm, you provide a great deal of support to those around you and inspiration to those around you and your skills and resilience that you are building, even by going through the situations that you go through of overwhelm and stress, you are building resilience and the capacity to do great, great things that are difficult. And there are not a lot of people in the world, especially right now, that can say that they are capable of doing difficult things. It is very rare. And so pat yourself on the back because you've been given the opportunity to work your way through difficult situations when most people can just turn the other way and avoid. You are given it on a platter. And so while at sometimes it may seem like, you know, God is against you, the universe is against you, things are going not going your way. On the contrary, They are showing you something about your resilience. And so I really would love everybody listening to think about that um, and realize just how special and how great and amazing their journey, regardless of how hard it is, truly is. Yeah, beautifully said. So until next time, take care of yourselves and love one another. Cheers. Cheers.